0: welcome to insights the podcast from haley marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across north america we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out stay top of mind and sell more let's get to the show What's up? This is Brad Biley. Welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Staffing World is upon us. It is the Mm -hmm. week of Staffing World in Las Vegas. Uh, Shout out to everyone who's attending the conference this year. Matt and I didn't get the nod, but we have a great team of uh, marketing experts At Staffing World this year. What what, Matt? Seven of us there this year? That's what I heard. Yeah. Great team from Hilly Marketing going out. Probably the first
1: normal ish type staffing world since the pandemic. You know, 2020 was all virtual. Yeah. 2021 was kind of hybrid. So I'm sure it'll be a a very educational and and awesome conference there. I would assume at the MGM out in Las Vegas. And if you're listening on Wednesday, I you already know this.
0: Staffing World is a marathon, not a sprint. If you're listening to this and you're at Staffing World, I need you to do me a favor and Matt a favor. You're gonna stop by the booth, yeah. and whoever's in the booth, you're gonna say, "Listen, I listened to Insights today, and it was phenomenal." That's what I need you to do. Whoever is at the Haley Marketing booth, you walk up, you look them dead in the eyes, and you say, "I listened to I listened to Insights today, and it was phenomenal." And then just walk away, scurry off, Matt. What do you think? Good, good uh, call to action there. Sure, great. Yeah, w- would love to see that, Matt. Also, Halloween is upon us, bud. Spooky season. Yes. Have you have mm-hmm. you seen Hocus Pocus too? Um, I walked in on the end of Hocus Pocus two. I did not see Mm. probably the first hour, but we, we saw it. Did you? I have not. And I don't think I will, but, um, I know that it is, it is out there and I know people are talking about it. It is in fact hot in the streets, as we've said before, Matt, do anything for Halloween, bud? We dressing you up this year. I probably am not. My daughter's trying
1: to get me to be the, um, you know, accessory to her costume, but uh, okay. probably not. Okay. She's uh, she's gonna be Cruella Deville. Ooh, nice. You know, the evil villain from Dalmatian. So naturally, she wants me to be Dalmatian. Yeah,
0: I think I need but, that in my uh, life, bud. I think I need that in my <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> you buy the costume and I'll wear it, Brad.
0: How about that deal? What do we need, you man? Just wear uh, white, what a white t shirt. A white t shirt with some spots on it. That seems like yeah. something you can DIY. Maybe. Um, how about you? So we're doing our first family Halloween. Uh, little man is going to be an astronaut because we are fascinated by space over here. So he's going to be an astronaut. My wife and I, we're going to be so some mission control from from NASA. So uh, should be a good time. I don't know that we're going to do the whole trick-or-treating thing. Um, probably frowned upon to give a, a six-month-old Reese's Cups. But, you know, what are you going to do? It should be, should be fun. should be fun. We do have some Halloween parties, so it'll be exciting. Sure. I
1: mean, you could take the little man trick-or-treating and then eat his candy. He will never know. Um, right. Real
0: question. But every house I go to is going to know that it's for me. That's
1: okay. Um, what are you handing out?
0: So it, It's going to be dependent on if we're home or not. If we do go trick-or-treating, then you shut the light off. We're not here. I am not the individual who just leaves a bucket outside. Do you? We do. If you're not home, you just leave like a please take one sign and, and hope for the best. Dude, that's gone within seconds. The doorbell now will uh, change that. Oh, yeah, good point. You're going to catch your thieves. Um, so if we if we are handing out candy, I'm going to hand out the stuff that I like because anything that doesn't go gets to gets to get eaten by me. Uh, Twix are elite, Snickers are elite, and the uh, cookies and cream Hershey's are super elite. So those are the three things that Casa de Bailey will be handing out this year a long intro. We should get to the show. <laughs> it's a good intro though. That wasn't your casual hey, check out my grass talk. That was actually some good stuff. But yeah, man, let's get to the show. Matt, you shared an article with me last week, I think it was, from Spark Toro, our, our boy over there Rand Fishkin, uh formerly of Moz, haven't haven't heard his name in quite some time. But you shared an article about hijacking hashtags and trends and it caught my attention. Uh, and I want to talk about it on the show. Matt, what do you think? Should you should staffing firms Pay attention to hashtags, pay attention to trends, pay attention to what's going on on social and and try to hijack that for attention.
1: That's a good question. Um, Probably more, I'd say yes, in terms of longer term trends and no in short term trends. I mean, maybe... I'm very wishy-washy there you are. i don't i don't know <laughs> if 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 jumping on the the hashtag trend of october 26 2022 is going to get you a lot of business just because by october 27th it's probably gone um sure. there might be value i'm thinking of it more from a a twitter facebook linkedin thing there might be some longer term play mm-hmm. like recruitment marketing staffing yeah those types of areas but you know we should probably defer to you here the 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 tiktok user of the group to see if there's any value in terms of TikTok hashtags, because I am admittedly very unknowledgeable about how those trends are working in that platform, in terms of of searching actual content and not just being, oh hey, we're doing the gritty on here. Sure,
0: but uh, but but that's it, right? So so if you're unfamiliar with trends on on TikTok or on social, somebody does something, they start it, people catch on, and they basically try to replicate it and then add to it. So it's okay. I see Matt doing this. I'm going to now do this because he got a ton of views when he did it. So I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it just a little bit differently to add my own spin to it. You're essentially hijacking the trend. I'm in Matt, but I I think we need to understand what our goals are here first, right? Like what are we trying to do on social media? Is every single post trying to drive an application? Well, it probably shouldn't, right? We've talked about that extensively on Insights. Every single post can't have the same ROI of okay we only need applications from our social because at the end of the day your your platform's going to look boring. People aren't going to engage with that. It's going to get a little bit monotonous, right? So if we're if we're tapping into a trend because it's fun, okay, great. And maybe we get some engagement, we get a little bit of of life under the post, we get some legs under that post where there's value there okay, you're not going to necessarily get applications from a post that you know, gets a little bit of momentum because it's fun and it's, it's, it's hijacking a trend. But if people interact with that post, now they're going to see future posts, which to me is the value add there. They're interacting with your engagement driver, whether that's a hijacking a trend, a Monday motivation, an FAQ, a post saying, hey, go bills. You know, I hope you stomp Green Bay this weekend, whatever it is. They're engaging with that post, your engagement driver post, And then they subsequently start to see your other content. That, to me, is the value.
1: Yeah, that's going to build the employment brand. Um, Yeah. And from a recruitment side, there's going to be two ways we're going to take this. One, current economy, a lot of jobs, not a lot of job seekers. So people Mm -hmm. have choices. If they see your brand, they see that you're a fun place to work, maybe they'll shift over and want to work for you. Flip side, the recession word, 2023, if it happens and we get fewer jobs, more people looking for jobs, more people unemployed, now you want to have a really strong employment brand because you want to get the best candidates. You can top grade. Right. And right. that probably sounds like a future segment on the show, what to do when the recession comes, if it does. Yeah. Um, but that's where having the employment brand and just building that pays off because like you said, it's not always, hey, apply for my job today apply for my job today. Apply for my job today. It's, right. Oh, hey, we're, we're having fun at the office. This is a cool place to work or
0: whatever the content needs to yeah. be
1: to develop that that long-term relationship.
0: So I talk about this a bit in my Rockstar Marketing talk where if you look at sports teams on Instagram, for example, never are they selling tickets to the game. They're selling the experience. They're selling what it's like to be inside the stadium. They're selling why you need to go. They're selling what's in it if you watch there instead of at home. They're selling the experience staffing firms are always trying to sell tickets. They're trying to sell the job every single day instead of selling the experience. So to what Matt's alluding to, very similar to the rockstar marketing talk, we need to sell the experience. We need to steal that playbook and say, okay, it's not just, here's another job, here's another job, buy a ticket, buy a ticket, buy a ticket. Instead, sell the experience. Why should I work with you? What's in it for me, the candidate? What are you going to do for me and my job search now? And more importantly, what are you going to do for my career in three to five years? How are you going to stay with me? How are you going to stay in my corner? Matt, we need to sell the experience. And, And that to me is hijacking trends. It's thinking through, okay, what is it like to work with you? Are you a fun, trendy, hip, fun company to work with and for? And if not, that's okay too, but we don't need to hijack a trend just to do it. We want to be authentic and we want to make sure that we're selling the experience that is to work with our staffing firm. Matt, there was one other point in this article that caught my attention. We'll put a link to the article in the show notes. Again, it's from Spark Toro. It was called trend jacking without the cringe. But Matt, there was a stat here that said about 40% of Gen Z users are using TikTok for search. 40% of Gen Z are using TikTok for search over sites like Google or YouTube or Bing or whatever it might be. That is fascinating to me. That is something that we need to pay attention to. If we have questions, Gen Z, statistically, is using TikTok for those answers. How might your staffing firm answer common job seeker questions using TikTok, using video formatted content? That is something that I think we need to start thinking about,
1: Matt. Yeah, they're all searching for recipes. TikTok recipes, I heard, are very popular. But um, why that's working, let's think about this. Big picture. Gen Z spending a lot of time on TikTok. Oh, I could go here. Gen Z spending a lot of time on TikTok. Yep, the algorithm's exceptional. Yep, it is. Whatever yeah. you interact with, you get more of, yep. and you get not a lot of other stuff, which is what Facebook and Instagram are actually trying to do, which is a really interesting conversation. Yep, well, we've had, yep. but so people, so Gen Z, spending time on there, the algorithm's really good, so they're going to search because yep. they know they're going to get good results. Yep, so that's to me why this is taking place. What else? What else were you thinking with that?
0: I think it's also working because it's short form and it's very very uh, visually driven. So if the perfect example is like what to wear on a fall day, right? And, and it's somebody showing different trends and different clothes or what to, how to make the best chicken noodle soup or whatever it is, or, or what to wear to an interview. If you want to put a job seeker focused, I'll speak from my experience. I don't want to read a blog. I, I don't like to read blogs anymore. And, and maybe that's just me. I'd rather listen to it on a podcast. I'd rather watch a video, but TikTok is super, super quick in very, very, this is how it's done, right? So there's no fluff to it. So if it's what's where to an interview and it's a seven second, 10 second video, it's in your face, there it is. Now let me backtrack for a second because I I know I'm going to get an email saying, oh, does that mean we don't need to blog anymore? No, we need to create all forms of content. That does not go away. My personal opinion of I like to watch a short, easy to digest video does not mean that your staffing firm needs to stop blogging. The weekly news puts out formatted news content in just about everything. Matt, go. You got something. You're getting my attention. You read my mind. That's
1: what I was going to say. It. But Brad Biley told me years yeah. ago, people consume the evening news differently. So yes, some people watch the 6.30 news. Some people watch yep. the six o'clock local news. Some people yep. go to CNN. Some people get newspapers. Some people get yep. podcasts, whatever it is. So yes, that's why you need your content to be everywhere in different formats because the two of us have attention spans of goldfish and need to watch it very quickly while other people... Yeah. But also, I will read a really, really good article if it's really, really good. So that's where different types of content are important.
0: Full agree. And and we we danced around the topic because it, it caught a couple different waves and went a couple different directions. But that's what Insights is. And And when we think about hijacking a trend, yes, you can absolutely do it. Think about why you're doing it. You're building engagement. You're building a brand. You're building your brand voice across social. You're building that engagement-driving content so that people start to see other subsequent content, which is what we want. We want them to see our jobs. We want them to see our posts. And then ultimately, at the end of the day, we're building good video content. We're building good blogs. We're building good resources because we want people to to have the trust in our company and know that they can come to us for their next hiring opportunity or their next job search. Matt, hit us with the Matt Minute, buddy. And if you're new to Insights, let me tell you what the Matt Minute is. Matt Lozar on LinkedIn about a year and a half, two years ago, used to get on LinkedIn and film a 60 second video he called it the matt minute ladies and gentlemen we're bringing the segment back matt i don't know if you're gonna fire up a clock or not we haven't briefed on this one are you firing up a 60 second clock
1: i probably should
0: wow all right i'm not Uh, i am not we'll just
1: do it by by shoot from the hip shoot from the hip all right we'll shoot from the hip here give me the Um, Minute, and we'll we'll get it going here matt minute resurrected um and let's get going so we'll talk about the mat minute here today. I wanna to talk about the jobs to budget ratio. What I mean by that is the number of jobs that are in your budget and, and it really affects your results. So what do I mean? A case study here on recruitmentmarketers.com. We had a professional placement company down in Florida, um, admin accounting side. This looks at um, their number of jobs and their their accounting side. And when they sponsored one to four jobs, it was 73 cents a click, $5, 12 cents an apply. When they sponsored five to nine jobs, Thirty-seven cents a click, two seventy-nine and apply. And they sponsored ten to fourteen jobs, twenty-two cents a click, one dollar seventy-four cents and apply. The budget stayed the same. It doesn't matter what it was. So if you really want the the simple analysis here, if they were spending thousand dollars a month, the when they were sponsoring ten to fourteen jobs, they get one hundred ninety-four percent more applications than if they were sponsoring one to four jobs. That's what it is. You have to know how many jobs should be in your budget. It's a question we get all the time. It's really important. And that's what goes into getting the most ROI out of your recruitment spend. So know your jobs to budget ratio. Keep testing it. It's going to change
0: to get the best results from that recruitment budget. I love everything you just said. Give me a better yield, give me a better output. Uh, I, I will be fully honest to you and the listeners. I did not even remotely start to look at a second clock there. Um, I was listening to you, but I did not look at the clock. Let's say it was, uh, I'm going to give you, a, it was 59 seconds. You did it just under Matt. It makes sense, man. If I'm spending money, I want to make sure I'm getting the highest output, the highest yield for that budget. So we need to know our jobs to budget ratio, and we need to understand how many jobs we should be promoting across these platforms. Matt, how does someone get started though? That, that feels to me like, Listen, Matt. I got jobs. I got to promote. I got jobs. I got to do. Like, I don't have time to figure out the perfect optimal job to budget ratio. I'm just going to promote what I can, or I'm going to promote what Indeed says I can because I bought a package that says I can do 20.
1: Where do Where do I start? I think it goes into two places. One, if you can test, do that yourself. Just add a few more jobs. Um, it gets complicated though because you could have a cost per click plan or you could have a job slots plan. It's so, like if you're with ZipRecruiter and you might have 20 slots for the month, you can't really do much with that. If you're with Indeed. You might have a budget where they have a recommended number of jobs, so you can test that yourself. You might have a budget that has a hard cap on jobs because you want to be a featured employer on Indeed, and that limits you to how many jobs you have for the budget. Um, if you want to get a review, we're here to help with that. We look at that data all the time, You know the Indeed performance report, the ZipRecruiter performance report, and it takes us about five to 10 minutes of looking at your data from the last two months to know if it's good, if it's bad. Like I literally was looking at this with one of our, our team members um, with Payson here and one of the clients before you know, they came to work with us, their, their cost per click was $3.42. Now it's $0.82. Cents. The conversion rate's exactly the same, but they were just overpaying for clicks. And I feel like the job boards coach that because it's a talent crunch and they think if you pay a higher cost per click, it's going to lead to a higher quality candidate. We haven't really seen that So I think, you know, reach out to the team here at Haley Marketing, shoot me a LinkedIn message, reach out to us at info.haleymarketing.com. We can help look at your data. Um, You know, the performance report from Indeed and ZipRecruiter will see if your cost per click is high, if your cost per application is high, if it's low, if it's good, if your conversion rate's too high or too low, if you have too many jobs that that have too many applies or too many jobs that don't have enough applies. And I rail off about seven different things there in 18 seconds, and that's why it's tough. It can be overwhelming. And the last thing we want people to do is just waste the money into that black hole of job boards. It needs to be efficient. It can be helpful. It can work. Reach out to us and, and we'll let you know if, it, if it's good or bad. We've given that feedback. I've told you know Kathy and our sales team, like, no, this prospect probably doesn't need us right now, which sales team doesn't always like to have here, but it's something we take pride in here with rule of threes. Um, good for us, good for the team and good for the client. And to make sure your data is the right way. You need someone you can trust in staffing and recruiting to to look at it.
0: Friends, I, I can't understate how knowledgeable Matt and the team are. If you're not sure if you're paying the right cost per click, if you don't know if you're optimizing that cost per click, if you think, frankly, that you're wasting money, that quick call with Matt and the team can save you a ton of money in terms of generating more clicks with the same cost that you're already spending to just be more strategic and more efficient with it. How sound is your job advertising strategy at recruitmentmarketers.com? We have put together 190 ideas to make your recruiting smarter. Friends, you can download the smart recruiting checklist by going to recruitmentmarketers.com. You'll scroll down just a bit where you'll be able to download the checklist for yourself and see if you're a recruiting all star or, hey, maybe need a little bit of help. Again, you can go to recruitmentmarketers.com to download the smart recruiting checklist to find out if you're a recruiting all star or if there's a couple areas that you can improve upon. Matt, let's talk about conversion rate optimization. It feels like it's a new buzzword that I keep hearing at Haley Marketing, so it's something that we had to bring to Insights. Conversion rate optimization and why every staffing firm needs to be aware of this. Matt, when we think about CRO, conversion rate optimization, hit me with the overview, buddy. What is it? Why should I care? I think it.
1: let's start at the big picture. If you're looking at it as a tactical Tactic or a bigger picture, longer term play, like a process versus an event. Kind of like we do with SEO, Brad. SEO is definitely a process and not an event. You can launch your website today with great SEO that's been optimized, researched, implemented in two months, three months. It's not as good as it was the day it launched. It's not. So CRO is very similar. It's the website was launched. You have some copy, you might have buttons you might have imagery it could work but you need to test it to make sure it's still working you need to make sure search trends might be changing and continually optimize that that website and also all of your your marketing this isn't just a website play it's it's focuses on websites but it's also i've thought about from a from a job board sense we're we're doing this now what job titles work better what should my job description look like what should my apply process be all of those little details are conversion rate optimization. That's what helps you get the best ROI out of your spend, out of your marketing investment, really.
0: Every now and again, you hit us with just a one-liner that stops me in my tracks. You just said something like, is it a process or an event? And I I don't know if you saw the way I looked at you, bud, but yes, you, you spoke to me there. Are we thinking about our websites, about our social, about our blogs, about our emails, about our jobs? Are we thinking about everything that we do as a process or an event? Are we thinking, okay, the site's live, it's done? Or are we thinking, okay, the site's live, how do we make small tweaks, how do we improve it? Are we thinking, okay, this is how we post our jobs on social and it's the same way we posted them last year and it's the same way we posted them the year before that? Or are we changing? Are we saying learn more or apply online or check out more information or, or read for more information? What are we using to tweak and optimize and, and leverage data to make sure that we're ha- having and yielding a better conversion rate from every single thing that we do. Matt, I was talking to somebody last week and we were talking about job descriptions and they were using a formula that, that they had put together for their job descriptions probably three to five years ago. And the job descriptions weren't bad. They're actually pretty good, but there are new things that you can do to make them a little bit better. And and the thought was, okay, well, what can we build upon to look at how we can have better success. And it was a really good, I don't know, 45 minute hour long conversation with this client of ours and had a really good talk. And, and at the end of the day, I was like, listen, this might work and it might not, but what do we have to lose? You know how many applications you're getting right now. Let's test it for two weeks and see if you get more. And if you get less, okay, we'll change it back and we'll, we'll, we'll make other changes. Friends, we need to have the courage to say, okay, what we're doing now is great, but what if I put new tires on the car? Or what if I put new wipers on the, on the car? What small tweaks can I systematically make? Can I change in the process so that it's not just the event of buying a website or buying a car? It's an ongoing partnership relationship of making small tweaks to your marketing, to your jobs, to whatever you're doing to yield a better conversion. I was going to go the car route. And, you know, we, right. I love the car route. I use that analogy so much. It connects with a lot of people, but,
1: you know, you buy the car off the lot. You still have to do maintenance to it, but also, you get a, why do we get new tires? Well, safety, but also, better gas mileage, Sure, you know, it improves the performance of your car. So what's something that's putting new tires on your website, better performance on your website. That's just a little bit better response. So you're, you're getting a really good return and the car analogy works perfect here has to be continually updated to, to run at its best level or you're going to be broken down on the side of the road.
0: Yeah. And, and there's seasonal changes that you make to a car that make it run more efficiently in the winter than you do in, in the summer, right? So maybe your website, if you're hiring in peak production season in the winter, your website needs different calls to action for that peak production season. Things can scale down in the summer if you don't need as many candidates. Start thinking about your marketing. Start thinking about your recruiting as a process and not an event. Matt, you crushed that line, man. And that was a really, really good way of just saying, listen, we need to be strategic in what we're doing. We need to be looking at data. We need to just not accept that this is the way things are because this is the way we've always done it. If you have a website, we can make changes to the colors and your buttons. You can change the call to action. You can change the messaging. You can change the conversion path. You can think through what things you could do, those small tweaks you can make. Like Matt said, putting different tires on your car. We can do that. And we need to be thinking through the conversion rate optimization and thinking through, okay, how can we make small systematic changes that continue to compound on themselves? Hey, friends, you spend a ton of money to get people to visit your website, and most disappear without ever taking action. Matt and his team have found that repeat visitors are twice as likely to apply to a job. So we got to make sure that we're doing everything we can to get them back. Let us show you how to get more response from your website visitors. That means more applies, more sales leads. Are you ready to stop losing people who are already visiting your website? We're offering a free website review. You go to haleymarketing.com slash website review. Everybody's eligible. Everybody is able to get that review from our team of marketing educators. Again, stop losing clients and candidates. You go to haleymarketing.com slash website review, and our team will review your website for you completely free and share those suggestions and recommendations with you. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us, you can tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at haleymarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out haleymarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.